I think that's what's so important to remember is that like you can't tell anyone's body story just from looking at them. Right. And I think that's a really big thing to remember is like every single body has its own story and its own journey. And it's none of your goddamn business to comment on it. Like no one is asking you. Hi, welcome to Well Said Red with Lillian Depp. We're two redheads bringing our chats to headphones near you. Talk soon. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Well Said Red. Uh, Lily and I are here with a very special episode today and a very special guest. We are so excited to introduce, well, I'm going to let Lily introduce because she has a personal connection, which is huge in this industry. I don't have to tell you. It's all, all about who you know. What can I say? It's all about who you know. And thank God Lily knows a lot of people <laughs> because I'm bringing. Because I'm she bringing, won't shut up. <laughs> she won't shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just very excited about the kinds of people that Lily has revolving in her circle. I'm constantly in awe of her gravitational pull. Um, but all that to say, uh, Lily and I are very excited to talk about body positivity today uh, with our dear friend, Nikki. So Lily, why don't you introduce Nikki and tell her, tell us, the listeners, whoever is listening about her. The void, speaking into the internet void. The ether. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna let Nikki introduce herself here in a minute, but we're just passing the baton. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because like who can do it justice, honestly. But I first met Nikki because once upon a time, Lily was introduced to class pass and Lily took a 5:30 p.m. monster cycle class every Monday evening. Um, which RIP monster cycle, I don't think it exists anymore. It doesn't um, it closed down. Oh, I've never just, heard of it. Oh, well, I did. Too late, I guess. You can never take it. Vintage. And I'm sure, like, after having worked in gyms, honestly, like, the business side of it's much different. But as a consumer, I was a big fan. They don't make you do the weird little, like, arm rhythmic things that Soul Cycle makes you do. I took a Soul class the other day. I have to tell you guys it was not for me, but we don't have time for that tangent. It's okay because I am renting out a cycling space. So this is what I like to hear. She's this coming is what back. I like to hear. She's coming back. Because anyway. here's the thing, and this is and this is why I continued to go back to Nikki's class because I knew I was going to get Britney, I knew I was going to get Backstreet, I knew I was going to get Beyonce, and I was like, this is what I want. I don't want a club remix of a song I don't know. I want yeah. a throwback song that Absolutely. I can sing to. And so I continued to take her classes, and then Nikki and I became like Instagram friends, and have just kind of like both been in the wellness space in New York City. Yep ever since. Um, so that's who Nikki is to me. We're so excited to have her talk about body image today. Um, Nikki, I'm going to give you like 60 seconds to give your elevator pitch of who you are, what you're all about, where people can find you, all that jazz. Okay, great. Number one, just in terms of my cycling class, we always loved ending with the call by Backstreet Boys. That's how I want to start this is it is <laughs> the best Backstreet Boys song ever. Absolutely. I'm not even going to no debate doubt. you. But I do need your whatever playlist platform you're building on because I I, I'm going to need all of those. No problem. Queen <laughs> of playlists here. <laughs> anyway. <Great. laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Nikki Pebbles. I have a master's degree in industrial organizational psychology. Um, I have a background in – this is going to sound super fancy – in neuroscience and developmental psychology. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, – I have been also in the fitness industry for over 12 years. I'm an award-winning fitness instructor. Um, and I basically work with individuals in the neurodivergency community on, um, I coach them with energy management, um, with just really loving their unique brains and how to really just 
become best friends with who you are and your uniqueness. My main thing is when I studied in uh, my master's program, I studied both neurodivergency in the workplace and how body image affects leadership for women in the workplace. So body image has always played a really big role um, in what I do. Um, I'm someone who's dealt with body image issues and also, like I said, did a lot of research behind developmental psychology and body image. And uh, yeah, that's basically the the 60 second, you know, I just, I want to make people feel bold. And that's my main thing is like, I help people feel bold in their everyday life, in their bodies and in their business. Like, boom, my drop. That's a, that's <laughs> a great, great mission. Like yeah. just done. Like I'm yeah, building done. boldness. That's what I'm doing I'm building doing boldness. Here. That's what I'm obsessed do. with that. I'm also yeah. obsessed with the fact that you're an award-winning fitness instructor. Now, you're talking to someone who detests going to pretty much any and every gym on the planet. Yeah. So apologies there. Um, yeah. However, like to say you're an award-winning fitness instructor must sound so cool. Like because mm-hmm. I, just the culture around like working out and feeling good in your body and yeah. just feeling healthy. Like that is so like what a cool thing yeah. to say. I'm yeah. Well, I – I've built, so I have my own virtual fitness studio called Rock Your Body Online. And um, I started it when the pandemic started. Uh, But my main thing is just to make fitness inclusive and make fitness fun. So I teach everything from strength classes to cardio classes to spin classes to all of it, all just with the idea of like, I just think fitness is fun. And I think fitness should be fun. And I saw the way that fitness was being operated and the absolute – am I allowed to curse? Can I curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go for it. The yeah, absolute yeah. bullshit that the fitness industry – like, I I, I hate the fitness industry. And I, I have always said that, like, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've experienced such horrendous things from the fitness industry. Mm. Um, and every time I try to leave the fitness industry, it always brings me back because, the, unfortunately, the people in it – are just horrible. And when I see the literal trauma that it puts people through, um, it just makes me want to stay in it because I feel like I, I have to. I want I want to help people realize that movement is powerful, that your body, not even that movement's powerful, that your body is powerful. Yeah. Um, and really breaking that down of what what we were taught movement is supposed to be about and what movement can be about. Uh, so that's really like how I got into fitness and why I've stayed in fitness for so long is is exactly that. It's just, I hate it. I hate the system of it. I hate, I hate. Why I'm I hate here is how I it hate it. <laughs> I do. I mean, I really, I, I hate the fitness industry and I will stand yeah. on that. Like, I just think it's terrible what it does to people and it makes people not want to, to do classes and, and, and understand how powerful movement can be. Uh, and that's what makes me really upset about it. So if I can at least have my own little corner within it and help people just feel, even if it's for that half an hour, feel powerful about their bodies, be like, look at what my body just did. Look at what I just did. Um, to me, that's how you develop power is, Mm is just by providing that evidence of like, Look at the weight that I just left in. (laughs) Like, look, I I can't believe I just did that. Like, believe it because you did and you're powerful. You know, so that's kind of like the mindset. It's so incredible because I do think like, and (laughs) Lily, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but if I have, just tell me, 
Shut up, Devin. But one of the first times I went into an LA fitness, um, and that was just to like to take a Pilates class with my sister who had a membership. I was just mooching and I was like, I will, I will come to a Pilates class on your membership. Fantastic. Um, and after the, they took my license for insurance that I wouldn't steal anything. I don't know. Um, and then after that, they basically like made me go over to this person and they like did this whole little BMI thing on me and did, and I'm just like, I'm just trying to leave here. I'm just, I'm actually, I'm not interested in a membership. Thank you so much, Mm -hmm. but I got to go. And the guy was like, well, let's just do all this stuff. Let's see if maybe you could benefit from a personal trainer, blah, blah, blah. I can't tell you how demoralizing this entire conversation was. They literally showed me on a graph, like with my BMI, they're like, well, actually you're, you're here which is average, but you should probably be here. Like, this is probably where you want to be, which like the person that they were showing me looked dramatically skinnier than Mm -hmm. what I was. But Mm -hmm. I originally looked at the average person in this like graphic that they were showing all these graphs of different sized body people, which was not inclusive, I would like to add. And they were like, well, you're, you're average. And I was like, average looks great. I look great at average. Fantastic. And then they're like, well, you should probably, you should probably want to be here. And I was like, that's all. What? So just all that to say, I think I need to take um the rock your body. I gotta do that because yeah. that sounds like my kind of speed. All yeah, it's fun. My mom and yeah. I, we we took it for a good long, but during Did you? pandemic. Oh, yeah. mom, dad, Abby, the whole fam was rocking. I'm about my dad's to- like, what are we listening to as the 18th Britney song came on? I was like, Dad, you just gotta go with it. Lift your arms. Go with Come it. On, Lean in, lean in. Dad. And he, lean but in. here's the deal. Like, even my like middle-aged father, who like d- I hate to say, just not appreciate the 90s hip hop throwbacks as much as I do. But like Upsetting. it was quick, it was fun. It was not asking you to do some like random movement that you can only do if you are in like bodybuilder shape. Like it was still even like inclusive, even though he is probably not the demographic that rock your body is like maybe geared towards but he still like could do it and feel good and feel accomplished and even in that like how much of an image like does your body image play when you go to work out and like oh well all of my fitness instructors they look like this are they like all wearing these really expensive sets and like I mean, especially in big cities. I mean, going to a gym in New York is very intimidating. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a fitness editor. This is my world. And it very much so is still like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go show up in like my old raggedy high school t-shirt and leggings. And all these other girls are going to like look the exact same way. Like I'm going to go to a bar class with a bunch of like ballerina shaped people. It's, it's, it's very intimate and it's an intimidating world to like enter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, j- there's so much trauma embedded already in fitness, just like by itself. I mean, even if you just go back to like high school, junior high and doing Mm -hmm. like fitness tests, you're constantly shown what your body can't do. The, The fitness industry is built off of insecurities. Like look at what you can't do. And we're gonna bully you so much with that that you're gonna feel like you need this, right? And and it just becomes built off of your insecurities. And I just was like, yeah, but what if we instead, like in my classes, like I don't ever talk about, because a lot of my classes are geared towards beginners, but I I will say that I I make sure that it's for all levels. So whether you are brand spanking new or you are advanced, and, and Lily can attest to this, like she used to go to my classes all of the time. When I tell you, I would have athletes in that class, in the same Mm. class with people. And this is like in person too, like in the same class as someone who's never taken class before. And they would both get 
great workouts. And it's just because I understand how to create a class format that's for everyone. And I also don't base my programming off of what you can't do because I believe that you have to learn to realize that you are the CEO of your body. You get to decide what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And that is completely up to you. And when you can learn to trust your body to a point like that, that is power. And I just think that any fitness instructor that guilts you, that makes you feel some type of way because you can't do something and you set a boundary and they're like, nah, no, you have full permission to get up from that class. And I think that's so important to remember especially with your body, right? Like learning when to quit and the Mm, power of quitting. And I think so many times we think that quitting, especially in fitness, is a bad thing. I celebrate it. There are so many times where I'm like, you know what? This isn't for me. Or like my body's just not there today. And it's learning to like meet your body where it's at. Not saying like, oh my God, I have to do my best. No, we're meeting ourselves where we're at that day. Who you were a week ago isn't where you're at today. Maybe you have your period. Maybe you didn't sleep last night. Fill in the blank. But just meet yourself where you're at. If that means a modification, do the modification. This doesn't take away the power. It doesn't take away anything. I'm just glad that you're here. You know what I mean? And and that's, I think that's the main thing is like, I constantly preach the, you're the CEO of your body. But to go back to like New York City fitness, I mean- I'll tell you a really juicy story. You ready for this one? You're going to- Oh, yeah. Give this it to goes, us. This I'm, goes totally- I'm already in. I'm already in. I'm in deep. Uh, I'm okay. Ready. Perfect. So I've been in the fitness industry in New York City Fitness for over 12 years. And wow. within that time period, I have been a lot of bodies. So I deal with hormonal issues, thyroid issues. So, And I just have naturally been, my entire life, a curvier individual. Like, your girl's got a dump truck. And we love to see it, you know? Yes. We love to see it. It took me a long time to love to see it, but like we love to see it. However, it looked very different compared to the other individuals that were in the fitness industry. And there was one time that I was working at a studio and I was, I had someone from a different studio come to take my class. And she was essentially trying to get me to teach at her gym. Now, at the time, I was in a contract, so I couldn't, right? And I just felt like I didn't want to burn that bridge, whatever. And she basically said to me, tell me the price. Tell me the price, and we'll work it out. And I was like, no, like I'm not going to do that. Fast forward a couple months later, I was ready to leave said studio, and I called her back. Now, again, just to set the time period of this, um, at the time, I was teaching probably about 20 classes a week, 20 cycling classes a week. Um, I started going through my first hormonal up flare. So I started gaining a lot of weight per month. I started getting cystic acne deep. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I couldn't eat anything without it bloating my, like I was in physical Mm -hmm. pain. Like it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, I don't like the way I look. Like it was truly like my body was in pain. Um, and I didn't know what was going on. I had this was before like gut health was, was, was a big thing. Right. Like I had no clue what was going on. Um, so I called her and I was like, hey, like, is the offer still on the table to do this? And she was like, Yeah, sure. Like, come, come to the gym, 
So we, I walk you around and you can meet my manager. And I was like, okay, great. We talk money, all that stuff. I meet the manager. I think, and I specifically remember, I have a picture from this day. From this day, I took a picture right outside because I thought I looked so cute. I had these like pattern uh, leggings on. I thought I we looked- love I did look good. I didn't thought I did look good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I go look at the gym. I get a phone call probably like two weeks later, right? Now this is, I'm still at the old gym, right? I'm about to teach a sold out 75 person cycling class. And I get a phone call 10, 15 minutes before this. Hey, Nikki, can I talk to you really quick? And it's that girl from the gym. And I was like, yeah, sure. Now I'm thinking this is about pay. I'm thinking she's about to tell me like, hey, we can't do that price. (laughs) She goes, she goes, so my manager saw you and we're concerned about the way that you look. You've gained a lot of weight since the last time that we saw you. And we're just concerned for your health and we ready for this. We don't think that our members would appreciate or like your body. Shut up. Now, mind you too, I have had eating disorders in the past. Like, like it was... I, I was so shocked. Like, I was like, wait. My I brain is exploding. I literally was like, Insane. I said to her, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what? And she was like, please don't take it personally. We're just concerned for your health. I'm not going to take it personally, but I am going to write about this bitch for Honestly. a long time. That's absurd. Absurd. So I was shocked. I was very upset. I told her I got to teach. And then I had to go teach. I had to go teach. You had to go like get hyped up. She left me a message on my phone being like, I think that you're overreacting. We'll hire you a nutritionist, but you would have to weigh yourself every time you came in. I was hysterical crying. Hysterical crying. I quit the fitness industry after that. Two weeks later, I I quit. Two weeks later, I quit. Oh my God. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it was like, I was walking. This is how we knew it was bad. Because you can cry in New York City and no one even pays attention. No one cares. I was crying so hard that someone actually turned around and was like, are you okay? I was heartbroken. Oh. Heartbroken. And, And that really, that really changed me. Like it, it yeah. really, and Fundamentally, I quit. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. And and I quit for probably a good two years. And yeah. then, and then I wasn't planning on going back. And I was, I was at a wedding. I was at a wedding doing photography and someone from Monster Cycle came up to me and was like, Hey, you're Nikki Pebbles, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. I work at the Monster Cycle. You should audition. And I was like, oh, I'm not in fitness anymore. And she was like, no, you need to audition. And literally I auditioned and it got me back into the fitness industry. And it was like, literally like I I won awards at that job. Like I built a huge following from that job. Like that job literally saved my life. Like for so many reasons. But like, yeah, it was by by complete, like it it was, but yeah, it was... (laughs) It was bad. And I wish I could say that that was the only instance of something like that happening. But that just sets the precedence of like what the fitness industry is like. Right. Well, and I wish I could say that was, oh, that was such a 2017, you know, problem. That was such a 2015 problem. 
but it's not. Like, it's still so actively happening. I was a size eight. I should have said that right. from the get-go. Yeah. I was a size eight at the time. I'm <laughs> um, maybe I, a 10 if I'm pushing it. But insane. like it was, but like what? Like, I'm a guest. Like my mouth has not stopped. Like it's been open this entire like, this is ridiculous. This is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So that's why Whew. for me it's so important, like with body image, to talk about it because mm-hmm. so many people get criticized within fitness classes and yeah. fitness instructors, fitness participants, like all of it. Oh or just gosh. like assumed of what you can do, right? That's what I see a lot. Cause I go to a mm. lot of these press events that are um, like, I-, I tell you guys being a fitness health editor, the beauty editors, they get go get a facial. They get go get a massage. Lily has to yeah. go run a 5k at seven o'clock in the morning. That's what my <laughs> press events are. It is manual labor Ooh, over here yeah. to have these press contacts. But what's interesting. And I think like as someone who really, we are so delicate and we'll talk about like phrases and whatnot, but we're very focused yeah. on like the language we use or the questions we asked or like, We talk about weight management if we have to, not Mm -hmm. weight loss, right? Because Mm -hmm. weight loss is not always good or healthy for you, right? Like there are so many different things that we're trying to kind of undo that health media has done in 2003, right? Like Cosmopolitan was not helping anyone's body image issues in the early aughts. But seeing like, okay, you go and you look at the New York City Marathon, for instance, it is not one body type that is running this marathon or that does not impact how quickly they are going, how well, how like quote unquote metrically well they are doing, right? Like, but a lot of things are assumed based on the body you're living in of like, oh, well, I bet, you know, like we talk about how there are stereotypes like, oh, if people think that you're maybe bigger than they think you should be, then you must be lazy or you must be unmotivated or you must eat like trash. Like there are all those stipulations that the world puts on you that is not true by any means. You know what I mean? And I think it can be so easy to get caught up in, well, they think this, or I must be that, right? Because it does mess with your psyche. So Nikki, I'm just so curious, like you stop fitness. That obviously is a horrifying, traumatic experience. What like mental work did you do in those two years? Or even like after you were at Monster or you have continued to do that kind of like shifted how you felt about body image? Um. I think I just got to a point right before I got back into fitness of just really just accepting where my body, what my body was doing. Because I think what's really interesting too is like when you functionally don't feel well, Mm -hmm. I think that's what's so important to remember is that like you can't tell anyone's body story just from looking at them. And I think that's a really big thing to remember is like, Every single body has its own story and its own journey, and it's none of your goddamn business mm-hmm. to comment on it. Like, no one is asking you. And and I really had to come to peace with that because I always just found in my entire life, whether I was a size zero or when I was a size 16, people always commented on my body. And it still happens today. Like, I, like mm-hmm. people will always comment on my body. And it is something that is really frustrating and uh, inappropriate. And what I've just learned is like, I had to really change my terminology within myself and how I just felt like if I set that guideline for myself, that the people around me would set that guideline, you know, like set that boundary. Um, So yeah, like I just really had to do a lot of inner work about my own acceptance and what was happening to my body and my changing body. And I'm not going to lie, it was really, really difficult, especially when you have people saying things about your body. Like, and you have to check yourself and be like, wait, what opinions am I taking in right now? Like what, what is true? What is not? 
Um, and I, you know, I think again, it's hard when you're functionally not feeling well to figure out like what is what is happening. Um, so I think that's why, like, when I entered Monster Cycle, it helped me heal my relationship with fitness again because it became. I found fun and love in movement. And it re-inspired me because up until that point, like when I say I quit fitness, I quit all movement, not like even like working for the fitness industry. Like I was like, I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. Like I just went into like almost like a depression and I was in a really horrible relationship at the time too. So like that just added whoop, like added. Contributing layer. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was so at that, when I think back to that time period, there was so much self-hatred and just survival mode that was going on. And I think my body was just really reacting towards it, to be Mm -hmm. completely honest with you. And I really had to do so much work to just, and that's why I say like that job, Monster Cycle saved my life because it, it allowed me to heal. It gave me freedom to feel fun again in fitness mm-hmm. and, and feel powerful in my body again. And, and, and that just being in that inspired other people. And, and my classes were always about like, I always wanted to make sure I had a connection with people. Like I opened that door. I hugged everyone, like mm-hmm. everyone. I always made sure who's new come up, connect with you. I want to know like, what's going on? How are you? Like everything was, was positive because mm-hmm. I wanted to set that guideline of like, this is a safe place. This is a safe place. I'm never going to judge you for what you can and cannot do. I'm just glad that you're here. And I think that also gave me that grace for myself to do that for myself. Absolutely. And I think it's so powerful what you mentioned about even, okay, I was not doing well mentally. I was in a horrible relationship. Like there are these outside factors that even like, like, yes, like, thyroid issues. I have PCOS, like hormonal issues screw with you, like nothing else. But just like these outside factors that, you know, tend to um, help with fluctuating weight gain, right? Whether it's mental health, whether it's relationships, whether it's family trauma that's going on, whether it's grief, right? It does manifest in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I have a friend right now who is pregnant with her first child. We're all very, very excited for the little baby. Um, But she's really kind of being like, this is so new. I'm so tired. My body feels like she's a very productive person, very like get it all done, very routine oriented. And she's kind of struggling with that fact of like, I kind of feel useless. And we've had Mm -hmm. to talk about like, this is brand new. This is so like, this is something you could only prepare for so much. Like your body has never experienced this. Your body's working overtime to grow a life, right? Like your body at that time was working overtime to try to just like survive Survive. thyroid issues and like hormonal hell that you're going through. And I think that it's so much easier always to tell it to someone else. Right. And even my friend last night was like, I, if it was, and I told her, I was like, don't expect yourself to do what you would never expect another woman to do. If you were 100%. talking to another woman who's pregnant with her first child, you'd be like, get over yourself. Useless? Absolutely not. Like, and she yeah. would give it to them because that's who she is. And I was yeah. like, you would never ask someone else to do this. So why are we so, oh, I've got to do this. If I don't get to the gym every day, I'm not it's society. As good. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, the truth of it is that society punishes us. Like that's, if we don't look a certain way, society punishes us. And that's the unfortunate part of the entire thing is, is like, you have to just learn to come to peace with the fact that as a woman, or you know what, we're not even going to gender it, right? Like it could just right. be an individual who is changing, their body is changing. 
despite whatever, despite mm-hmm. gender, um, because anyone's body can change if we're being completely Absolutely. honest. Yeah. Um, it is really hard when your whole entire life as as someone who we're constantly told that our image is something that we need to care about. Like our whole life is like, look beautiful, be thin, be that. And now your body's changing. That's some really deep psychological stuff that society does to you, you know, and and it's almost rebellious and radical to fight against that. It truly, truly, truly is. And that's why it's like really important of like who you follow, who you talk to, all of that, because that all plays a really big role in like how you talk to yourself and how you feel about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that is kind of a good thing to just acknowledge of like, hey, we could have all this head knowledge. We could say like we could we could say, oh, I'm I'm body positive. I'm this. I'm that. But when push comes to shove, it really does like you are psychologically impacted by a changing physique, right? Like your world, the world that you are living in is changing when your body changes. So I'm curious what some things like that you have kind of adapted. You also have the psychology degree, right? So what are some of the mental things that you're like, okay, yes, this is changing and you could know all of it, but you might not feel all of it. And that's, yeah, that's personally why I like the term body neutrality, because it doesn't mean that you have to be like stoked about everything all the time. Right. But what are some things that you would tell people? Okay. It's, it's tough. You feel, you don't feel great. What do you do to kind of like push through it? Shall we say? Yeah. Well, I think it's almost, I love the word neutrality, right? Because it's it's realizing two things can be true and that we can feel neutral about our bodies or we can try to work towards neutrality, but we can also sometimes have negative feelings towards our body, right? And I think the biggest thing that I could recommend is you can feel feelings towards your body and feel frustration towards your body or maybe have a bad body image day, but you cannot disrespect yourself. And that's a really big thing. You could say, I'm having a bad body image day. I don't really feel very well feeling-wise, but you cannot say, I am such a piece of shit. I'm so lazy. I'm disgusting. That should not be coming. Like that that should not be something that we're processing because you're not, right? Mm -hmm. You're not. And and I think that was a major thing for me is like, I'm not going to fight against the fact that I'm having these thoughts because that's even more judgment. I'm just going to monitor how I talk to myself because I'm allowed to have these thoughts. This is just Mm. what it is, but I'm not going to disrespect myself in the process. And that's really helped me. um, I love that. Just be more gentle Mm -hmm. with myself, you know? Mm. I think that's so good, though, even just calling out, like, disrespecting, you know, the body. Like, I think that's such a good comparison to make because it's like you would never want to disrespect someone else, you know? So why would you put that on your own body and your own mental energy, you know? Like, there's just no reason that you should be engaging in that mental energy. You can acknowledge and you can kind of, like, understand this is kind of where I'm at right now. Like, I don't know if Lily told you, but I ran my first 5k recently and it was one of my um, goals for this year. I was like, okay, I'm getting it done in January. And friend of the pod, Abby, who was just on it, she really pushed me literally every, almost every day in January in the cold to run and keep running. And it was so fun and so amazing, but it was so interesting because she was one that would remind me, she was like, you know what? Sometimes, even though you did the run the same way the day before it, feels different. Like it, your body just is different every single day. And you kind of have to recognize that. And you just yeah. might not feel as good after the, the run today 
next week, whatever, you know, just acknowledging that, but not like getting down on yourself or beating yourself up because you feel like you didn't run as well as you could have, you know, because there's just no reason, there's no reason to pay attention to that. There's no mental energy that needs to go towards that, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts aren't facts. You know, your thoughts are, your thoughts are there to be like, oh, but you don't have to take action on those thoughts. Like just because your brain is telling you like, oh my God, you're a piece of shit. You don't have to believe that. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you could just be like, oh, brain, you're so funny. That's not true. <laughs> like like that, that, yes. that's not true. And that is really important to remember. Your your feelings are not facts. Your feelings are valid, right? Like right. your feelings are totally valid, but you don't have to take action and you don't have to speak it into existence. Just because your body is changing does not mean that you're a bad person. It does not mean that like you failed. So it's like being able to have those two truths of like, I feel frustrated, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to disrespect myself in the process of this. Absolutely. So and good. I think I see that a lot within like how people view nutrition. Like when I'm talking yeah. to someone about food, it's a big part of my job, a big part of my life. And when I tell you the amount of middle-aged women who assign moral value to if they have had a good day or a bad day, and they assign that based on what they've eaten, and I want to pull my hair out, and I and I get it because like that. I mean, growing up, everyone's mom had a good day or a bad day, and I mean, dads did too, but they certainly didn't want to lose three pounds all the time yeah. like everyone's mom did, right? And yeah. just seeing that moral virtue that is assigned to like. I feel good, I feel bad, or I quote unquote did good or bad that day. Um, really is just ridiculous. And it is yeah. not a moral issue. Like Mm-mm. that's it's a bunch of different nuance build up of like what you think and why you think that. Um, but I do think it's very powerful to just understand that your emotions and your feelings are not factual, which I think a lot of people kind of blur those lines of like valid feelings and fact, right? Oh, we see yeah. that a lot of like, no, 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 babe. Like it's not actually the same thing. Like they can both exist, Absolutely. but it's not the same. But also to acknowledging the fact that other people's experiences are true too. Like your experiences that you've had, I mean, everybody is different, right? And that's really important to remember is that if someone's speaking to you, telling you their experiences, or you're even speaking to yourself being like, this is the experience that I went through, like that, that is true too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you have valid feelings to feel that way because of that experience. But now you get to you get to be in control of it. Like, I don't have to carry this. Does that make sense? Like, I don't have to carry that feeling. Yeah. Love that. I think that's Um, so powerful. Um, Okay. So we are running a little bit short on time because we are cheap and we don't pay for Zoom. Um, So really quick, like, I'd love your one, like, less than 60 seconds thoughts on how are we feeling about TikTok? You know, these days with all the filters, (laughs) with all the, like, worded, worded, verbiage, like, 30 seconds. What are your thoughts? I love TikTok, but I think that it's incredibly toxic for body image. And okay. I have never felt more insecure about my body as I did after I got they are wild and out in these streets it's on why, TikTok. Listen, I've never thought about Botox, skin, anything right? until I got onto TikTok. So I love TikTok. Mm-hmm. Is it incredibly toxic? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we're going to have to have like a second part to like totally unpack all of those things, but I wanted to get social trends alone, right? Just the social trends alone that we're all just trying to like somehow keep up with and also not sure how we feel about them and feel kind of icky. But, um, why don't you give your handle anything about you, um, so that we can make sure our listeners get all the Intel, um, because we are just so grateful to have had you on the pod. Thank you guys for having me. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram. Instagram at Nikki Pebbles. 
You can listen to my new podcast called uh, Brainy Conversations. And then if you want to check out my virtual gym, it's at rockyourbodyonline.com. Yay. Oh. I love it. And I'm, I mean, I'm personally so excited for when you rent a spin space and I can come like with you once again. (laughs) Hope it back, baby. (laughs) We'll fly, we'll fly Devin from California. Yeah, I'll be back in October. So like, I'll just jump in, you know, whatever. I love it. Um, Well, Lil, I think you and I are probably going to sign off at this point too. Um, So Zoom's going to kick us off. Zoom will kick us off. Literally, it won't even tell us when our 60 seconds are up. It's just going to say one minute left. Yep. And there it is. Right. One minute. There it is. <laughs> um, so you can find us on at Well Said Red Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, you can always email us at wellsaidredpod at gmail.com. Um, Lily and I, our handles are always somewhere on the internet. So you can find us there as well. But um, Nikki, we are just so grateful that you were able to come on and yes, chat with us. thank you. Hey Lily, thank you for introducing me to her. Oh, I'm happy feeling to do it. so much better by the minute. We're going to have to have a part two because I feel like Absolutely. this is just such 100%. a good conversation. Yeah. So I'm Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Can't wait. All right, team. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.